Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Harry's podcast. I hope you're well. This week's going to be a lot snappier. I have enjoyed the last couple of episodes of Harry's podcast, but I do think they were teetering on the edge of self-indulgent and maybe being a bit too ASMR slow. I apologize about that. So we're going to be a bit more snappy. I have had a coffee this morning. The neighbors decided to have a party last night about three feet away from my bed. So I only got about four hours sleep. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of different emotions right now, but I will get through it. And this process will make me a lot more happy. So I hope last week that you met up with somebody and had a coffee, had a good face-to-face chat, socially distanced, of course, and talked about your separate strategies, maybe how you're going to help one another out. I also hope you filled up the inspiration tank, wrote a few things down that you think, yeah, they're going to help the project that I'm working on. And maybe you even went on YouTube and searched a Hong Sang Su trailer and thought, what the hell does Harry see in this guy? And that is a valid observation, but I hope you did those things. Obviously, just because I'm watching Hong Sang Su, you definitely don't have to do that. You need to find your Hong Sang Su. Sorry, I just like saying Hong Sang Su. So update this week on Harry's show. We're looking to shoot two short films in the first two weeks of September, Disconnected and Horror Cells. We've managed to get a location, we think, for Horror Cells, which was going to be the stumbling block because... It's meant to be a posh, fancy private members club. Jim Embray, the cinematographer, has come in clutch, has a contact that works at a posh restaurant, and they might let us film for a couple of hours before they open one day. So we're going to recce that place at some point next week. Disconnected is totally cast. There is a little section of the script that I'm a bit worried about because I wanted to mix in some improvisation and a documentary aspect to it where I'm seeming to interact with the general public So I'm trying to figure that out because in the script, it's about two sentences. When really on screen, it should be two minutes. So that's the thing that's keeping me up about that one. Horror Cells is a much more difficult film to pull off just because it's a lot more locations and shots and stuff. But I'm excited about that short film. I'm not worried about how we're going to shoot it. Obviously, we've got to recce this location and and figure that all out with lighting and what's the sound going to be like on the day, even though the place is going to be closed. But you never know what you're going to come up against when you when you recce a place. So Disconnected and Horror Cells are both feeling in good shape. Yesterday was a really positive day because got a self-tape through for an actor for Horror Cells and it just made me laugh. I sent it over to Jim. He also said he laughed and that is always promising because if an actor can make you laugh in a minute on a rough self-tape shot on their phone, then you know you've really got somebody who can add something to the film. So the next four weeks are going to be pretty hectic, obviously finishing the first four shorts that we've shot in June and July, and then shooting these two. But then once that's done, it's going to feel like a a bit of a mini achievement hitting the six shorts, and it'll feel like a really nice case study to look back on and figure out the next steps. Also, we're going to start having guests on the podcast for the first time, which is exciting. I'm sure you're going to be overjoyed to be hearing other voices other than mine. It was a calculated thing to have guests later down the line. I didn't want to just start with guests because that did feel a bit like cheating and I wanted to have earned the right to have guests, as silly as that sounds. And so I thought to do 20 or so podcasts on my own, that showed a level of commitment where kind of guests are a nice reward for me and for you for persevering with this podcast. I am well aware that 
We've only got four and a bit months left in this shit show of 2020. And I have been thinking about October, November, December. What's the plan there? I'm not sure if I'm going to be filming a lot of stuff because I need some writing time. I need some solid time where I'm just writing. And I am one of those psychopaths, I'm sure some of you are listening, where I will put in a note section, I'll put Korea as the header. That's not South Korea or North Korea. More Korea as in why don't I have a career yet? So I'll, I'll put career at the top of the note and I'll underline it and bold it, obviously. And I'll just jot things down that I know I need to address at some point. Now, sometimes that list gets as long as 10 things. And sometimes things on that list have been there for six months, but I know that I need to address it at some point. For example, IMDB, like my IMDB looks terrible and I know I need to improve that. It's a very small thing. I don't know if it even matters in the grand scheme of things, but it's a perception thing that I would like to improve. So I've been thinking about October, November, December. I don't know what I'm going to write in October, December, but I know that when I've started releasing these shorts and I'm trying to write each day, that by that time I will obviously have a better idea. And it also helps with the whole January thing because I never want to be somebody who sits down January the 1st and goes, right, what's the plan? What am I doing this year? That stuff you should sort out November, December time. And then you're hitting January running and you're not sort of starting the year off in a sluggish way. I did want to talk about goals this week briefly because... God willing, if we shoot Disconnected and Horror Cells, then we'll have hit six shorts, which will be brilliant, a really great first step. And this project only really started in June, so it'll be about four months and we've we've hit the six. Originally in the first podcast, if you've hung on to this podcast for that long, I did say I wanted to hit 10 and that's not going to happen, but I'm totally fine with that because for me, that's what it should be about with goals. You know, you should always have lofty ones that are kind of intimidating and exciting. And I think sometimes you can have people who have crazy goals and they go around and they're deluded and they say, I want to make a feature film and it's going to be in Cannes next year. And you're like, whoa, okay, that's that's crazy talk, but okay, good luck with that. And then on the flip side, and I think this is even just as dangerous, you have people that don't have goals or they have goals, but they keep them inside and they don't really share them with anyone. And I've always been very open with what I'm trying to achieve and my goals. And I hope I haven't come across as the former person who's deluded. And I don't think I have because I've always... I've always tend to to do what I set out to do, whether it be the 12 shorts in 12 months or when I really wanted to make a web series to see what that was like. And even with this project, you can sense maybe over the weeks of this podcast, I'm saying, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And quite often that might not happen the way that I'm going to say it's happening. Normally things are going to get pushed back because that's just the way artistic endeavors are aiming for 10 and then getting the six or the seven, that's not a failure. And I would say if you are one of those people that doesn't have goals, then you need you need to change that, of course. And if you're one of those people that has goals, but doesn't share them with anyone, then you need to start sharing them with people. And I don't mean you need to post a, a Facebook status, but people that are close in your circle that are, that are helping you achieve what you want to achieve, you need to be open with them and share your goals and communicate with them what you want to do. Part of that is you can't do it alone. Nobody can do it on their own. And the reason why I'm definitely not doing it on my own is because I, I go to people and I try and find like-minded people and say, this is what I would like to do. And would you help me? Would you like to get involved with this? I don't know. I think there is a level of self-awareness that 
that obviously goes hand in hand with that and you have to be unafraid or a bit vulnerable to to be like this is what i want to do with my life because i think it's linked a lot to fear not sharing goals you don't want to look like a failure and you know it's the reason why people don't start things and it's the reason why people don't tell people what they're up to, what they're doing, what they what they want to achieve, because they're afraid that in six months you'll go, oh, I haven't I haven't done that thing that I said I would do. And for me, it's it's motivating. It's a motivating factor because even doing this podcast, the idea of a, an ongoing web series is an idea I've had for years and I've always wanted to do it. But it's a very time consuming, patient thing. And I've never been able to really pursue it. And who knows with with these six shorts, it might stop at that. I don't think it will do because I do want to commit to the year but this podcast is definitely helping with that it's keeping me accountable and it's keeping me on track with it it's a creative diary that I sort of spout my thoughts and ideas and it helps me get it off my chest and hopefully it helps you work out your stuff as well so that's what I wanted to say about goals because I think with the first six they're definitely going to be the hardest and so once they're done and they're on online and people have watched them and seen them and hopefully in private I can have some sort of conversations with people then then I can really push on from that point of view so I'm, I'm looking forward to that moment because I don't know where this project is going to go I don't know whether it's going to be 20 two to three minute short films but these next two are going to be four or five minutes and they feel ambitious obviously i can't keep going like that incrementally because then the prolificness would have to take a hit but i do like the idea of in january to march maybe shooting one that is 10 to 15 minutes and then going back to a couple of two minute ones or i've also thought about this might sort of morph into a more traditional web series and it might be six five minutes or six, ten minutes. So for me, it's this project is definitely the the project just before a feature film. This this is what this is for me. And I've been open about that with my collaborators and said this is where I want to be in the next sort of eighteen months. How can we get there? How can we get closer? And obviously there are little things along the way where it's not just going to be this project with the two minutes and the five minutes and hopefully the longer shorts because I am trying to think of funding, you know, a more ambitious short film because there's, a, there's certain work I can do on my own. Well, you know, obviously with the, with the regular collaborators and then there's a different type of project that I can do if I'm able to get funding. So I would love that to be part of this process over the next year, 18 months. Another important thing I wanted to talk about this week it's been on my mind and I think I've dealt with it in a positive way is that because we are early in September, only four months left in 2020, it can be very easy to look back on the year in a very negative way and think about your goals that you haven't achieved or you haven't even attempted and look back on the year as a disaster and write it off and, and beat yourself up basically and say, I haven't done that, I haven't done that. And that's obviously not a good headspace. So I would say forget that completely and just look at the four months that you've got ahead of you and just see what you can do with those four months. It's not a great amount of time, but it's definitely a chunk of time where you can turn things around. You know, it's a third of a year. So there's definitely work to be done that will then put you in great stead for 2021. I don't want to curse anything, but 2021 has to be a better year. I think with looking back negatively, you need to cut yourself some slack because I think I'm confident in saying this, but 2020 has been one of the worst years in my life. And and I'm I'm sure it's been one of the worst years 
in many people's lives. And so I think to look back on the year with a negative headspace, it's it's beating yourself up too much and it's it's almost too easy to be that negative. And I, I try and push that away and just think about the next four months because that's what you have control of. Because I have been speaking to a few filmmakers over the last couple of months and they are using language like the year's written off or I, I haven't done anything, I've let it slip, which is almost natural. I know it's easy for me to spout on a podcast, but try not to to think like that. Think of the positives that you've achieved over the last eight months and make sure that the next four months, the last four months are the best of the year in terms of your creativity and your productivity. This week I came across an article by John Hawke, who is an American indie film legend. He's sort of an indie film consultant back in the day. He's in his 70s now. And two filmmakers have made a documentary about him. Essentially, John Hawke discovered Clerks and the Brothers McMullen and was a bit of a pioneer, really, when it came to discovering indie films and and getting them out there. He was kind of the first of his kind. And I think Kevin Smith's gone on record saying if it wasn't for John Hawke watching Clerks, then he doesn't know what would have happened with the film. So he is a bit of an icon. And I was reading this article about him and he was talking about the pitfalls that independent filmmakers fall into. And one of the things that really resonated with me was him saying that you have to make your films personal and you have to be making your film with a passion that really translates not only to the film but to the audience that are going to watch it and he says one of the biggest mistakes that filmmakers make is that they go for the easy genre film they they make a genre film and they think that's kind of playing the game or they love genre films and so then that's what they make and he says they focus too much on the genre and not enough on the personal element of the film so i, I love that and i've noted that down in my journal because i do think i, I try and make personal stuff But it did also resonate with me in another way because when I was making early days or just before we we shot early days, we pitched to get the funding. And one of the judges who was fond of my work and was positive and ultimately decided as well that I should get the funding. But one of the criticisms that he laid out after the pitch was the point of my work. And he, he essentially said, Harry, you seem to make a lot of stuff but I don't really know what's the point, which sounds brutal now, and I guess it was at the time, but it was a really great thing that he said, and I'm glad he said it, because this was a filmmaker that had just made a film, and so it wasn't he wasn't a total man off the street, and I think even if he was, I would have taken it on the chin, but it's something that I've thought about now, getting on for four years ago, and that connects with obviously what John Hawke was saying in terms of making personal, passionate work that has a point behind it and has a solid foundation, And I think that's why I haven't made a feature film yet or I'm not. Of course, I am on my way, but I think the reason why I'm not any closer is because I still have that doubt inside me that says, well, you need to make something that really has a purpose and a point to it. And you really have to have a story that needs to be told. This is something else that John Hawke says. He he sort of says you want the filmmaker to come at the film in a way where they feel they cannot not make the film. They, they, they have to make the film, they have to tell the story. And I'm not yet at that point. I love the idea of making a feature film. It's been a long dream of mine, but I don't yet have that story that, that I feel I need to tell. So those things connected with me this week in terms of John Hawke, what a local filmmaker said uh, four years ago, and sort of my my development as a filmmaker and thinking that's the missing ingredient, that's the, that's the a big next step for me. Because I think I have improved on that. And to be honest, if we went back to the 12 shorts, I could probably say, oh, he, you know, here's a good reason for every one I made. 
and maybe the prolificness that I aspire towards that just didn't connect with that judge and the, the judge was sort of a bit baffled by it and didn't really understand why I was trying to make as much as I, I wanted to make but I feel like with the next two shorts disconnected the solid foundation of that short film is it's about somebody who is adrift and disconnected and finds it difficult to connect with people and obviously that's very topical at the moment and I didn't want to address it in a, a covid type way so I wanted to do it in my own own way but that was the foundation of that short film and then with horror cells that to me is a film about somebody questioning the way that you're creating stuff and ultimately two film producers want the Harry character to write a horror film because they think that's the best way to become commercial and it's a kind of a quick fix and so that's about this idea of cheating the system and even if you could cheat the system would you would you want to and and also it's me trying to experiment a little bit with genre elements as well in terms of trying to make it a, a little bit like a horror and that kind of meta quality of the character in the film being told why don't you make a horror because that would be commercial and then me as a filmmaker also trying to do that to see if that helps if that does actually work which is kind of a, an interesting experiment for me. So I think I can talk about these films on a level that maybe in 2016, when I did the 12 shorts, I might not have been able to talk about in that way. I don't know. So I feel like that was a big epiphany for me this week in terms of I know where I need to go and where I need to improve in terms of getting to that feature mark and, and having that story that I need to tell, but also knowing that I have progressed in four years and I do believe my work in the next year or so is really going to step up. And I think you've got to believe that as a filmmaker because it's the only way. You can't think the other way. And to wrap up this snappy podcast that was meant to be snappy, but now it's probably gone on longer than last week's, I just want to reiterate, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're not looking back on the year as a write-off because there's still a lot to play for. And I hope you're starting notes in your phone that start with career and you're underlining it. And look towards the next four months as positive as you can and make sure you do everything so you're hitting the ground running in January 2021 with all your creative projects. As always, this podcast is produced by Ryan McMurray at Bracken Audio and I will see you next week.